Welcome to Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. Greetings everyone. Welcome to the house of the shepherd and the bishop of our souls right here at Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi. My name is Fred Alexander Oyola, the pastor here. Glad you've decided to listen in and may the Lord bless you. We always begin by some quick announcements. Bible, Bible, Bible reading. Read your Bible, pray every day if you want to grow. We began reading the Bible from Genesis to Revelation on the 11th of January. Now we are on Psalms 46 and we are going Old Testament almost done. Things that are finished are things that were begun at some point. Everything that ends has a starting point. <laughs> Just trying to quote some uh, wisdom facts. <laughs> yeah, and we have a Bible study Zoom hangout after every Bible book. And so our next one is on the 21st of June on the book of Esther. Try join us. Consider joining us. It's a beautiful time. We have a nice group of people who we meet with online and just share the word of God. Karibu sana. We have a Holy Communion online on the Thursday, the 24th of June. So that's another beautiful time that we have together. Karibuni, join us there. Last week, we began a new sermon series called In the Last Days. We asked ourselves the question of whether these are really the last days. Are we really in the last days was our question. We looked at Jesus talking to the disciples about the last days and concluded that what is needed isn't just to worry about keeping ourselves physically safe and secure, but more importantly, to be alert and to pray. We say that Jesus' words are very important, especially because 1 Peter 5, 8 warns us of the enemy, the devil, whose sole goal is to devour us in these last days. To be alert then, we said God's word must be on top of our list of chosen priorities for it teaches us to know God, know our sinful selves, and teaches us how to pray. Remember the disciples? Lord, teach us to pray. And he goes on to begin by saying, Our Father who art in heaven. Let us open our Bibles and read from Luke 21, from verse 33 to 36. Um, I'm reading from the Amplified Version. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Be on guard so that your hearts are not weighed down and depressed with the giddiness of debauchery and the nausea of self-indulgence and the worldly worries of life. And then that day when the Messiah returns will not come on you suddenly like a trap. For it will, be, for it will come upon all those who live on the face of all the earth. But keep alert at all times, be attentive and ready, praying that you may have the strength and ability to be found worthy and to escape all these things that are going to take place. And to stand in the presence of the Son of Man at his coming. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, prepare our hearts today for your word. Help us in these last days to be found alert, to pray, to keep your word at the very emblems of our heart, that we may not sin against you. Walk with us in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll ask the question again. Are we living in the last days? The question is, yes. Oh, the answer. No? <laughs> Not the question. The answer, Fred. Come on. The answer is, yes, we are. When you hear of Adolf Hitler, what comes to mind? 
Yes, Adolf Hitler is on the Nairobi Chapel Embakasi podcast. Adolf Hitler was a German politician who was the leader of the Nazi party, Chancellor of Germany from 1933 to 1945, Führer of Nazi Germany. Hitler initiated World War II in Europe with the invasion of Poland in 1939, and he was a central figure behind the Holocaust, which killed over 6 million Jews. 6 million Jews. So was there anything wrong with Germany? Was there any problem with the Germans? Nah. Germany is a beautiful place. The home of Mercedes-Benz. Come on, I love that car. <laughs> there was a problem only with one man out of Hitler. I'll get back to that at some point in our podcast. Last week, we talked about Jesus giving the warnings of the last days. Today, let's look at what Paul, the apostle, told his son in the faith, Timothy, as he neared his death. Let's start with reading 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 to verse 3. I'm reading from the Amplified Version. The Holy Spirit explicitly and unmistakably declared that in latter times, some will turn away from the faith paying attention instead to deceitful and seductive spirits and doctrines of demons, misled by the hypocrisy of liars whose consciences are seared as with a branding iron, leaving them incapable of ethical functioning, who forbid marriage and advocate abstaining from certain kinds of foods which God has created to be gratefully shared, gratefully shared by those who believe and have a clear knowledge of the truth. Paul here is teaching Timothy, his disciple, about tenets of the faith. And he begins the first of two lessons on people. He begins by first telling him about the fact that all this has been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit. Timothy then is to take it very seriously. Ah, this is not just from men. This is from the Spirit of God. He then goes ahead to tell Timothy that in the last days, one, many so-called believers will leave the faith. And then two, Many will leave the faith because of others in the faith perpetuating lies and false doctrines. In these last days, many will lie and put out a lot of false teachings in the name of true doctrine. How can you check against this? Be alert in the word of God. We said that last week. Every lie and false doctrine must be checked against the, the word of God. The word of Almighty God is truth. The more lies you believe, the more you are prone to live the faith. The more truth of the word of God that you believe, the more set apart, sanctified you will be. Please, by the mercies of God, choose the truth of God in these last days and not the lies and the false doctrine of men. Let's continue by reading 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 to 5. I'll read again from the Amplified Version. Understand this, that in the last days, dangerous times of great stress and trouble will come. Difficult days that will be very hard to bear. For people will be lovers of self. They'll be narcissistic and self-focused. Lovers of money, impelled by greed. Boastful, arrogant, revilers. Disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy and profane. They will be unloving, devoid of natural human affection. Calloused and inhumane. Irreconcilable, malicious gossips, devoid of self-control, intemperate, immoral, brutal haters of good, traitors, reckless, conceited, lovers of sensual pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to a form of outward godliness or religion, 
although they have denied its power, for their conduct nullifies their claim of faith. Avoid such people and keep far away from them. Mm. Paul, just like Jesus warning his disciples at the end of his life on earth, is now warning his disciple Timothy before his death, Paul's death, to watch out these last days. He's giving him a list of things to be careful about before he is beheaded and contained therein is a list of people to avoid. We must remember Timothy now is a leader of the Ephesian church. So Paul is telling him not to necessarily be wary of the happenings of the end times, but on the people in the last days. The difficulty of the end times will be brought about by people. Human beings will be the problem. Hmm. Romans 5.19 tells us that just as through the disobedience of the one man, the many were made sinners, so also through the obedience of the one man, the many will be made righteous. It is about people. People. Another quick, another quick question. When do you think the end times began? When did the last days begin? Hebrews 1 verse 1 and 2 tells us that in the past, God spoke to ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom also he made the universe. The end times, the last days, began when Jesus came to earth and it also points to the time just before his return. No wonder Paul is telling Timothy that these times are with us and that he, Timothy, is probably already experiencing these times already. Paul is giving Timothy a list of who to look out for and who are probably already in his space. Hey, the list Paul tells him is, is exhaustive. Let's look at each extensively, line by line by line. He begins by telling him, number one, to avoid lovers of self, the self-love and self-fulfillment gang. He tells him, stay away from them. Chana nao kabisa. Kimbi Guys, for self-fulfillment, it is me, myself, and I. Stay away. Number two, lovers of money. The more we love self, the more the love of money just comes in naturally because now you need to improve self. You need to make self shine. So, loving of money goes next in line. If you love yourself, you'll have to improve yourself. To improve yourself, you need material resources, a.k.a. money. Hmm. Money leads to boasting and arrogance. That is what Paul is telling Timothy. Avoid those people. He then tells him, avoid blasphemers who are now their own gods, guys who make fun of God, who don't take God seriously. Guys who um, look at God as a joke. Huh, avoid them. Number four, guys disobedient to parents against any leadership including the government. Disobedience is the norm of our time. Hmm. Leadership is not something we enjoy. Everyone is their own boss. Anyone and everyone is allowed to say whatever they want, how they want, and however they want it. Number five, ungrateful people. Ungratefulness comes from the spirit of complaining that flows from a lack of allowing any leadership 
to be in our lives? Are you ungrateful? Ungratefulness comes from a place of lack of contentment. Paul is telling Timothy, avoid them. Number six, unholy people. The more we are ungrateful, the more we are our own gods, the more we are unholy. We are unholy because we are our own gods. We know what is right according to us. So there's no leadership of Jehovah in our lives. I know what I need to do, how I need to do it. Nobody can tell me anything. Unholy. And if you're unholy, number seven, Paul is saying, unloving. The only way you can truly love is if you truly know God. Let me say that again. Those that can truly love are those that truly know the Lord. So if you're unholy, whatever love you're giving is fake. I said it. Love is reserved for self. Thereby, you cannot really love your neighbor. Unloving. Paul is telling Timothy, avoid those guys. Next, unforgiving people. If you, don't have the, if you don't love the Lord, if you do not love your neighbor, if you are not holy, how can you be forgiving? What standard do you have of forgiveness? You are not forgiving. Oh, God, forgive us. Unforgiving, unloving, unholy, ungrateful. Translation number nine, gossiping. Mm -hmm. Gossips. Is that you? Paul is telling Timothy, avoid them in the last days. Terrible times will come because of gossipers. Malicious gossips have destroyed relationships. It has destroyed families. It has destroyed all of us. Number 10, lacking self-control. Self-control, even in maliciously gossiping, is not there. Lacking of self-control is in those that gossip all the time. Hey, Jehovah, help us all. Brutal, number 11, savage, wanting to tear each other apart like wild animals for no reason. Guys that are brutal, that are savage, exist mainly in the social media. Do anything today that people don't like and all of a sudden, the whole world is against you. Speak about anything that the world finds okay and you are dead. You are those that are uh, savagely attacked online. Paul is telling Timothy, avoid those guys. Number 12, he is telling them, avoid the haters of good. Nowadays, wrong is elevated. Good is trumped upon. Avoid those guys. Traitors, number 13. Guys that say one thing and do another. They don't keep the promises. Our time today has the most divorce in, our in time ever. Divorce is on the rise. It is continuing by the day. We say one thing on the altar, do another thing when it comes to actually leaving out what we're, what we're talking about. I promise to give tomorrow. Ah, I don't feel it. Number 14, reckless. Guys do whatever they want, whenever they want, with whoever they want. Reckless people. Paul is telling Timothy, avoid them. Conceited individuals, which is the feeling of self-importance above all else. We've gone back to the self-love thing. Having a form of godliness and denying its power. This is how that looks. 5% of all churchgoers are seeking unbelievers. 50% of all churchgoers are practicing Christians. 25% of all churchgoers are cultural Christians. 
15% of all churchgoers are followers of Jesus Christ. 5% of all churchgoers are disciples of Jesus Christ. Where are you? Are you seeking because you don't believe? Are you practicing for the sake of just doing what everyone is doing? Are you a cultural Christian who has grown up in a Christian home but has no relationship with the Lord? Are you a follower of Christ who is only following when things are okay, but when things get tough, you're like, eh, eh. Or are you a disciple of Jesus Christ who follows him even when things are tough? Paul told Timothy to avoid these people. My question to us today is, does any of these qualities describe you? Does any of these qualities describe your friends, your so-called gang gang? Or does it describe you, the person? The times reveal to us strongly that we are living in the very last days. Like we said last week, strive to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. This is what he told the, the people that were listening to him when he began his ministry after giving them the Beatitudes. Matthew 7, 13 and 14, Jesus said, Enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is easy to travel, the path that leads the way to destruction and eternal loss. And there are many who enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow and difficult is, uh, to travel is the path that leads the way to everlasting life. And there are few who find it. Which gate are you in? Which path of life are you in? Which road are you on? Are you on the road of the self-love, gang, the lovers of money, the blasphemers, the disobedient ones, the ungrateful ones, the, 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 the ones that are not content, the unholy, the unloving, the unforgiving, the gossipers, the, those that lack self-control, the brutal, savage guys on online, the haters of good, the traitors who don't keep their promises, the reckless, the conceited, the lovers of pleasure, the lovers of God, those that have a form of godliness and deny its power. Are you in that path? Or are you in the straight and narrow, the very small path of those disciples, the 5% of Christians today, who want to know the Lord, even in the most difficult of situations, have decided to walk with him? Where are you? May we be those that are found in these last days who have chosen the narrow gate. Those that have chosen to be disciples of Christ. Have a great week.